Hey, Freddie Wills here again from FreddieWills.com. Another week of this podcast. Uh, sorry, guys, it's later in the week, but, uh, you know, things are a little bit crazy right now, and uh, we should probably return to our normal schedule next week of getting the podcast out there early. You know, I know there's a lot of competition out there with other podcasts, but uh, I like to really focus on college football and college football betting in these podcasts. So I hope you guys uh, listen. I I think that uh, a lot of the information in my 20-minute podcast last week was really good. Um, And, you know, we went 3-1 and on Saturday with our only loss being Clemson, which was our free pick. And honestly, Clemson probably would have covered if uh, they didn't take their starters out early in the game. So I really thought that that was still, you know, a decent pick. But uh, I'll take 3-1 and all day long and uh, really kicking myself for not betting Coastal Carolina. Uh, which I thought I was going to bet. That's probably my biggest bet regret last week. Also, Louisiana Lafayette over Iowa State, another one that you know I, I kind of regret uh, not picking as they won out. Both of those teams won outright as dogs against Power 5 opponents. Uh, we did get Georgia Tech. Uh, we got Arkansas State. And we got the Notre Dame-Duke under as winners. So that was really a nice week, uh, now 6-2 and two against the spread on the early college football season. Looking forward to a full slate returning next week. Uh, still got limited games, a lot of things to track, a lot of players uh, uh, possibly going to be um, out for games. You're, you're seeing line moves this week uh, with the underdogs going to favorites, seven-point line moves um, on Texas State, Louisiana, Monroe. Uh, you know, if that gets any higher, if it gets over another key number, might even have to take that uh, in the Texas State-Louisiana-Monroe game. Uh, my my hesitation with that game uh, is obviously Louisiana-Monroe. I mean, they had the hurricane to deal with. They had uh, COVID issues. They had to go all the way up to uh, – and that's what's driving this line up to six. There's, there's definite – COVID issues, uh, players testing positive. Uh, they had to go all the way up and play Army, uh, an unscheduled game. Uh, so you, you got to go play the triple options, travel to New York, back home, deal with hurricanes, deal deal with COVID issues. Um, so I, I think there's a lot of distractions here. And, and you know, with Texas State uh, going 0-2, they're desperate for a win here. I'm uh, just staying away from that game. Um, to me, the value is definitely on Louisiana Monroe, but with so many uncertainties, I'm not getting involved. I'm going to try to stay away from games like that as much as possible, staying away from games with uncertainties. Uh, that's going to probably be the trend in the early going here for college football. Uh, premium pick newsletter last week was Arkansas State plus 13. As you know, they got the outright victory despite nine players being out for them on the defensive, nine defensive starters being out, more players than nine, but nine defensive starters. They still went and beat a Kansas State team on the road. Very impressed with that. And uh, I think the psychology of of that sometimes benefits a team because it's hey it's and it really depends on the coach obviously but it's it's the next guy up and I mean Blake Anderson with with everything he had to deal with last year losing his wife to cancer and, and all the player injuries on that team last year this team is tough they had to deal with a lot last year and that really sets them up well for this year and we just saw it last week uh, you know Saturday or Friday night when the players got tested and then uh, they're losing all those players for Saturday to start, and they still go out and beat a Power 5 team. I mean, Kansas State has issues in their own right, um, having to replace so many players 
along that offensive line. That was part of my handicap. Uh, but that was our premium pick newsletter winner last week. So make sure you subscribe to this week. Uh, it already the pick already went out, but uh, we'll we'll resend it uh, again Saturday morning probably. Uh, the premium new pick, news pick newsletter is a play between um, Georgia Tech and Central Florida, which is the 3:30 ABC game or on on Saturday. So definitely an interesting game there. Uh, just just sent it out to all my premium news pick subscribers. Uh, that newsletter is in year four now. Uh, we're plus 11%. Uh, we had uh, back-to-back profitable years, and then last year was just like a really bad year, so I'm very happy to be off to a 1-0 and start on the 2020 season for that newsletter. Uh, definitely looking forward to a lot of profits in that newsletter this year, so make sure you subscribe. Uh, some more housekeeping ke- items. I put together a college and pro football week two promotion uh so make sure you go and check that out you can get all my plays this week for 75 dollars guaranteed not just a profit but a five percent return on investment or one week free so i got three premium college football plays up i got one free pick up uh which i'll give out at the end of this podcast right here where you can head on over to freddywills.com uh to go grab it uh but uh I've been really successful over my career in the month of September. Um, give you a quick trend. Over my last 400 college football picks in September, um, 220 and 180, uh, plus 64.9% return on investment. And for NFL, over my last 215 picks in September, I'm 129 and 86, plus 129% return on investment. Um, so again, Trends are great, and obviously it cherry picks data, but uh, I mean the sample size there is is very large, and you can get those all over at freddywills.com backslash trends, and uh, obviously you go to my records page. I'm one of the only handicappers that just lets you click a button, and you can get all my picks that were ever released dating back to 2009 when I started doing this, and um, so I think that's, uh, you know, I, I try to keep integrity and transparency as my number one priority with clients. You know, that's why I release all of my picks one minute after the game starts. You can get that. They auto post to Twitter, my Twitter handle at Freddie Wills, or on my homepage under the records table. As soon as the game starts, literally one minute after the game starts, the picks show up in my records table as pending. Uh, so, you know, obviously. Number one thing is honesty with me. I'm never going to change that. And then those are archived forever, time-stamped. So you can grab those at any time. Moving on here, uh, we can go through some of the card here. Uh, no weekday games this week. Uh, and we kind of have a shitty slate uh, this week, let's be honest. Uh, there's a lot of noon games, some interesting games. Syracuse at Pitt. Uh Syracuse did not look good last week. I think their defense looked good in the first half because they're running that 3-3-5, which kind of confused North Carolina. And I think it was like 7 to nothing at the half or whatever, but uh, North Carolina went on to cover that game. Uh, so that was impressive by North Carolina because I know they were getting a lot of public money 
and money overall, a lot of tickets. And, and right now, I mean, this line, I mean, it's 50-50 actually in line for Pitt uh, up to 21, 21 and a half. I, no play here for me. I just, I, I would like to see, I don't really trust Syracuse right now with some of the player opt-outs over the summer. And like, I, it just didn't seem like they thought there was going to be a season with everything going on in the state of New York. So, and then you have Pitt, which, you know, if you follow me last year, I backed them quite a bit. Um, I think their offense is going to be a lot better this year. Uh, and their de- defensive line is elite, top 10 in the nation last year. And they go up against the Syracuse offensive line, uh, which struggled again last week against a uh, North Carolina defensive line that's not near as good as Pittsburgh's uh, defensive line. So, um, man, I, I'd hate to to roll with Pitt, but if I had to, I, that's probably where I would go in this game. Uh, but it it, it, it kind of goes against what I, I typically would do with a big number like this, uh, especially a conference game. So, but, you know, Pitt, I think, could shut Syracuse out, and I think their offense is going to be improved this year uh, under uh, the second year with Mark Whipple. And I, I like the quarterback there, so... Um, that would be my lean, uh, next game here, Boston college, Duke, uh, you know, I almost, I almost picked this game with Boston college. I almost backed Duke. I I backed Duke on the under last week. I almost backed, uh, I almost backed, uh, Boston college here in this game. But when I went through it, there's just too much turnover at Boston college in terms of like, they got a new coaching staff. Uh, this, uh, the co-defensive, uh, coordinator from Ohio state comes over and, uh, you know, he's never been a head coach before. A ton of experience, NFL, college, all that good stuff. And he, he's going to come in, and I don't think he's going to be able to fix Boston College's defense overnight, which has been the issue, uh, especially with limited practices. And, and they haven't played a game. Duke just played a game against Notre Dame. Uh, Duke has Cutcliffe, who has been there forever. And, um, yeah, they're a six-point favorite here. Duke is, which which you typically want to back them as a dog. Um, I think both of these teams are going to start to slow the game down this year compared to last year. Cutcliffe took over the play calling. Um, he's already said that he's going to, um, you know, run the ball more. He really didn't do that last week because they were trailing most of the game. Um, I think they only ran it 42% of the time. Uh, but I really expect both these teams to play a lot slower this year. If anything... I'm taking a look at the total, uh, which is 51 and a half. I might bet the under in that game because I do think that um, the head coach of Boston College, Halfley, is going to slow it down too. He's more of a defensive-minded coach. He's got a new quarterback, uh, second-string running back. The running back, uh, Bailey, is going to be really good there, so I'm not really worried about that. Next game up here, Louisiana Lafayette at Georgia State. Uh, You know... Lafayette comes off the 31 to 14 upset win at Iowa State as a 13 point underdog, and it was their first win in school history over a top 25 opponent um, on the road. At least they were 0 and 26 before that. However, Iowa State had uh, more first downs in them in this game. They had uh, 31 more yards. But Iowa State turned the ball over. They were negative two in turnover margin, and Lafayette got some special team. Uh, plays they got a, a kick return for a touchdown a punt return for a touchdown of 83 yards 
and then they had a like a 78-yard uh, big passing touchdown. So a little bit misleading. Uh, I do think Lafayette is one of the best group of five teams, but I think those misleading facts are why you've seen this line, which opened at minus 17 and is down to 15.5 in some books. I mean, if this creeps back down to 14, I, I might have to grab Lafayette, um, fading the steam. Um, you know, we'll have to see. Uh, because normally you beat a you know power five team, a top 25 team. I, I don't know who comes up with the, the rankings and why Iowa State was a top 25 team, but that's, that's another story. Um, we'll have to see. What happens in this game? Uh, probably sitting, sitting out. Uh, Houston Baylor, I'm not going to talk about that one. I have a premium play on that, um, so check that out at freddywills.com. Uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma State, uh, I'll be transparent with you guys. This this line, this this game was postponed last week. Um, I might be jumping on Tulsa if it gets to 24, 24 and a half. Um, I definitely have to do a little bit more research. I will say it's a little concerning that uh, Tulsa asked to postpone this game due to COVID impacting their team. Uh, but the line came out, I mean, 20 and a half last week, went all the way up to 23, 20 23 and a half, and the game got canceled. And then they reopened this game at 20 and a half again. Um, so it was interesting to see the sports books do that, even though they knew where the line and where the money was going to shape this line. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, you're getting well over 70% of the tickets and money on Oklahoma State, which is... Uh, let's be honest. They're, they're the hype team in the big 12. Um, I, you know, I, I would look to fade that, <laughs> uh, the big 12 also hasn't looked good. Uh, I think three Sunbelt teams beat them last week. Uh, you know, Tulsa is a, a team, you know, listen, they, they, they didn't go to a bowl game last year. Um, they went two and six in their conference, but they played nine bowl opponents. They've really had a tough schedule. And in this game last year, uh, they led at the half 21 to 20. Uh, they also beat Central Florida as a 17 point dog. They lost by one uh, against Memphis as they missed a field goal at the end of the game. So they almost beat the two best teams in their conference. Uh, so th- this team definitely, uh, you know, plays better against tougher opponents. We've, we've seen that last year. They got nine returning starters on the offense. Uh, so I'm expecting good things from Tulsa. I, I, again, my one concern is um, COVID impacting their team. But again, if this number gets over 24 and a half, I'm probably going to be buying on Tulsa for the reasons I mentioned. So if you, you see, you can subscribe to pick alerts from me. So if you see a, a ding, a text message or an email that I've released to play in this game, that's probably what it is. Navy Tulane. Um you know, I was leaning Navy on this game, but the, the line has moved down to six and a half. Um, I'm, I'm staying away. I, I need to see what Navy is at this point. Tulane didn't look good in their game. They had to come back from a 24 to six deficit. Uh, Navy, you know, I, I backed them week one against BYU and um, really looked terrible, losing 55 to three. Uh, I mean, they didn't practice tackling. Um, their head coach said that they've been you know, practicing that the last two weeks, uh, whether that will show against Tulane. I mean, this was a 41 to 38 point game last, last year. I I think it could go either way. Um, I'd be more interested. Uh, 
in the total, but it's already dropped three points down to 48.5 because I think both these teams want to run. Um, and as long as Navy can pick up some first downs, the clock will tick, the possessions will be limited. Uh, so I would lean the under in this game, but probably not a play for me unless uh, someone gets involved Saturday and pushes this total back up over 49. South Florida at Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame laying a, a big number here, you know, as well as they should uh, against South Florida, 25 and a half. Uh, it's moved up a point. Uh, seems like there's some money coming in on South Florida, uh, but the line's going the other way. I, I don't I don't know. I, I didn't get to watch the Notre Dame-Duke game last week, unfortunately. Had some family plans, uh, but I will say I, I know they're missing some talent on the offense uh but uh i'm not sure that south florida is only three points worse than duke so uh i think notre dame could name it here um probably not gonna get involved Appalachian State, Marshall, this game is gonna be on cbs a big big game um for these two teams uh marshall and underdog four and a half points and appalachian state getting like 55 percent of the money uh appalachian state beat charlotte last week uh 35 to 20 they did not cover the spread uh, but they really beat them more than that uh this game is interesting i looked at it a bit and um i had to pass because I just don't know what to expect from Marshall after one game. Um, these are two, obviously, quality teams in the group of five, so it's very interesting. I'm definitely going to be watching it. I don't like that Marshall has a, a freshman quarterback in this game, and Appalachian State like pretty much returns the entire offense. That scares me a little. Uh, I would p- get involved in Marshall if this, this game was over seven points probably, but... Uh, I'm probably going to pass here. Central Florida, Georgia Tech. I mentioned that's my premium newsletter pick. So make sure you subscribe at freddywills.com to grab that play. I'm probably going to skip over some games here like uh, the Clemson game. Um, Florida Atlantic, Georgia Southern. I'm going to I'm gonna skip over just because, again, this is another game where there's a lot of uncertainties. We've seen a 7.5-point line move. I'm interested to track this in the early season uh, because I th- I have this, you know, we saw it with the Arkansas State last week. Um, I have a suspicion that they're going to move these lines too much uh, and there's going to be value on the other side. So, however, if I grab an early line I'll and I'm on the wrong side or the right side, I probably would try to hedge out of that. Um Georgia Southern, three-point home favorite. They open up as a a four-and-a-half-point dog. So that's a big-time move. Some other key games here, uh, you know, Wake Forest, NC State, 8 o'clock. This this game is very interesting. Um, Wake Forest blew out NC State last year. Uh, It was a bit misleading. I remember having NC State in that game. Uh, Wake Forest has to replace a lot, and Clemson really took it easy on them last week. 
they open up as a three-point dog. Uh, they're definitely getting some money here, some serious money, because they're now down to a one-point dog, and they possibly may turn over to a favorite. NC State, to me, has too many question marks. Um, you know, I respect both these coaches. I just, I, you know, I kind of flip-flop back between these two, so had to pass because of that. I originally leaned NC State, and then my algorithms told me Wake Forest. So automatically, that's typically a pass for me. It's more of a game to watch and collect some data on. Uh, so that's what we'll do here. Miami-Louisville. Uh, I have a premium play on this game, so I'm not going to talk about that. That's the NF, uh, college football game day game. Uh, so I'm not going to touch on that one. Louisiana Tech Southern Miss. This is another one where COVID's impacting the line. We've seen a two-point line jump from uh, with Louisiana Tech plus three and a half to five and a half. Uh, but I believe uh, Southern Miss, though, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, their their coach Jay Hobson stepped down after the first game. Um, so that's interesting that they're a five and a half point favorite now. Um, you know, I'm, I know Louisiana Tech's gonna be without some players, so that's that's part of that reason why. But I still, again, players like to step up after you know it's next guy up, and you know I am a big fan of Louisiana Tech's head coach here, and uh, Skip Holtz. I mean, him as a dog has always paid paid well. Uh, so I'm sure he's got his team ready for that. I, I might, if that jumps to six, I may have to look at it a little bit more. Uh, but uh, th those are my thoughts on those games. That pretty much wraps up the card. Uh, I probably missed a game or two, uh, but uh, those are the big ones and my thoughts. So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Uh, again, some of the things, uh, another th key thing that I I've been tracking over the last four years is Power five head coaches in their first three years. One of the one of the things that I like backing power five head coach in his second year as an underdog. Uh, we got a couple of of those going on this week, so uh, that's interesting. And then um, you know, obviously, I, in this couple of my write ups last week, which you can get that they are released as soon as the game starts, uh, and then you can see my full analysis on the game as well as the pick. Uh, f just fading the steam. Honestly, it's it. The logic is there, and I had to look back. I only was able to go back the last three seasons, um, and it's like, it's. I followed the first two weeks, and and the logic is that we don't know enough about these teams. Yeah, we can we can power rate these players, and uh, but whatever the odds makers open the line at, I think it's pretty close, and if. It moves big time one way or the other. I think it's typically an overreaction. I don't think that the odds makers are ever that, that far off. That was my logic going in to track this. And if you just fade steam moves the first two weeks of the season of two to three points, you go 58% against the spread. So uh, we did a couple times last week and, and it worked. Uh, we'll continue to track it here this week and pay attention. Uh, there's even more uncertainties certainties this year because of COVID. 
uh, and you're going to see even more line moves because of it. Uh, so just be aware. Go back, look at the previous week, see what happened, and and see what happened in the game after you know because I, I, a lot of these injuries or, or holdouts and it's really shitty because uh, there's definitely people have inside info. Um, it, it needs to be regulated moving forward. As soon as betting on sports is legal in the country, in the U.S., I don't think we're going to see that like we do in the NFL. And even the NFL, I think some things are a little shady. But, um, you know, one day, <laughs> one could hope everything could be transparent. That's all we ask for, right? Uh, but uh, until then, we just got to do what you know, what we can to find as much information as, as we possibly can. I use Twitter a lot. I, I find the beat writers for those teams, try to find as much info as possible, but sometimes it's, 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 it's literally impossible. So, um, that's it for today. Thanks for listening again. S- subscribe, give me feedback on this podcast and, uh, look forward to, uh, picking some winners this week. Take care.